think about what we go through as humans and how many you know marriages and divorces people go through or losing children, disappointments, anything that can cause grief or loss can precipitate the body going, okay, well, you're not dealing with us, so we're going to make you sick. And it happens. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I hope you're doing wonderfully well. Now, if this is your first time with us on the show, welcome. I hope you take away a lot of useful information. And if you've supported us before, you've listened in before, great to have you back. It's wonderful to uh, see you here. Now, on today's uh, show, I'm going to be spending some time with author and intuitive Terry J. How are you, Terry? I'm great. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's, it's now. Yes. Now, uh, you it's and I... It's great to be here. Thank, thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, look, it's absolutely my pleasure to have you here. Now, we're going to be obviously talking a lot about uh, the things that we've just spoken about offline, and uh, we're also going to be talking about the process of finding emotional causes of dis-ease and how to release it, uh, along with taking a deep dive into your soon-to-be-released book on intuitive communication. That's going to be very exciting. And that obviously teaches first responders and caregivers how to communicate with those who cannot in different situations. That's a very interesting topic. But um, before we do any of that, Terry, I would love to learn a little bit more about you. How about we start with uh, where home is? Um, I live in Minden, Nevada. It's in the Carson Valley. So we're one valley over from Lake Tahoe. It's just beautiful. We're about 50 miles south of Reno, Nevada. Yes, fantastic. And and you got the mountain ranges in the background, have you? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I saw them and I thought they are magnificent. What a place to live. I, I really love it here. We have mild winters, usually mild summers, usually except this one. And and I, I just love it. It's great horse country. Now, I remember when I was in the States driving along through Nevada and thinking what I was looking at on the caps was snow, where in actual fact it wasn't. Is that correct? No, it is snow. It is snow? It, it's yeah. ironic, given that, you know, Nevada and uh, the desert being what it is out there, it's n- not necessarily, in my mind's eye, the, the coldest place. So obviously you do get some. Well, you know, those mountains are pretty high. There are a lot of them are hitting 10,000 feet and, and higher. Wow. And so in, in a good wet, wet winter, we'll have snow up there and they'll be skiing through July. Oh, excellent. Now, what drew you to that location? Well, I I grew up back in Ohio, back east, right. and and then I ended up moving to Las Vegas when my mom moved there after she got divorced, and I spent about 11 years in Vegas, and it was just too hot for a horse person. <laughs> so I got a job and, and moved up north and just fell in love with the area. It's just incredible. Now, I've uh, seen a lot of your work, and you've got a lot of people that follow you. You're doing some amazing things, and of which I know very little about. I'm hoping that you can educate both myself as well as the My Future Business audience. But before we jump into the core of the call, Terry. I'd love to uh, learn what you like to do in your downtime. There's obviously lots to do with horses. Would that be fair? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I'm rehabbing right now, and I hope to start riding soon. I got cleared to ride, but um, 
it's just been too hot and now it's too smoky. I won't take my horses out in the smokes. But, yeah. but I do have plans for in a month or two to actually get on a horse because I haven't been on in about two years. And um, other than that, I work. I'm really, I'm a workaholic. Yes, and okay. I, if, I'm not, if I'm not doing readings, I'm writing. I have a whole list of books that I want to knock out. Just finished my second. I'm two-thirds of the way through my third already. So I'm, I really love to write. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, uh, do you love to read as much as you love to write? Yes, but I can only read something that has nothing to do with what I do. Of course. So, so I like bodice rippers, you know, historical romances. Yes, yes. And uh, what about uh, movie formats? Do you sometimes like to, you know, lose yourself in a, a movie occasionally? No, no, I have, don't have the patience for them. Isn't that terrible? No, not at all. I can understand that. It's just like me watching TV. I can't stand it. Yeah, and I can't listen to music. It's too much time. That life's too short. Would you? Would you agree? Well, it it isn't that. It's the, the music is like the last straw. I have so much coming in all the time energetically that music is like the last straw. So um, I, I, I live a very quiet, tranquil life most of the time. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. I, I wonder, you talked about uh, your mum earlier. I wonder, uh, was she um, instrumental in the formative years of your life or did you have other people that uh, guided you as, as you were a youngster growing up? I would say it was both my parents. Right. You know, my, my dad worked a lot, but he made sure we got horses. And he figured horses would keep us away from boys. And for the most part, it worked. <laughs> but, but my mom was such an incredible blessing um, because she taught me so many things that I use every day. You know, it, I hate to say this, but I am a, a somewhat domestic. And, and um, so I do love to cook. And, um, you know, if somebody needs something sewn, I'm the one in the house that does it. So yes. she, she just taught me a lot of stuff. And, and um, she was so good at, at, her, at her knowledge base that she shared a lot of that with me. And I'll be forever grateful. So what do you like to cook? What's your favorite food? Oh, gosh. Too many of um, them? Yeah. Yeah, really too many of them. And I'm, I'm really bad about making desserts, really ooey gooey desserts. <laughs> oh, really oh, look, I'm going to have to come and visit. You know that. Okay. As soon as you, as you said dessert, I'm on a plane, I'm coming over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, uh, in, in terms of uh, your gifts, because you certainly have a number of them, I would love to talk about the genesis, I guess you'd call it, the moment that you realize that you have such a gift, because it's not something that you would necessarily know that you have. Head, would you? Well, I had a couple little inklings. Like when my first husband died, I'd see cigar smoke hanging in the air, and nobody was there. Oh. And I had I had little inklings. I heard stuff from him after he passed. It was very it was very reassuring. But um, um, I'm really a down to earth Nevada cowgirl. I mean, yep. seriously. So when I had my opening, it was pretty weird. I was doing horseback therapy with disabled kids, and I heard a nonverbal child. Um, he, he said, ouch, I have a cramp in my hip. And I said, well, here, you sit this way. It'll take the cramp out. And he said, hey, you can hear me. And I looked at him, and I said, of course I can hear you. It didn't dawn on me at the time that he was completely nonverbal. Wow. So um, we, we continued our, our horseback therapy, and I took him off the horse and put him back in his wheelchair, and he went back to class. And the gal that was helping me said, boy, he sure is talking great. And I said, well, you know, just because he has cerebral palsy doesn't necessarily mean that he has any kind of an intellectual disability. 
And she looked at me and she said, Terry, he didn't say a word. He can't, remember? And I always joked that if I was a horse, I would have done a butt fart snort because they do all three of those things at one time and they're spooked. And I was spooked. So I went into the classroom and they put this pointer on his head and he had typed out his computer on his computer. Horse lady can hear me. Wow. So he had finished that just about the time I got there. And then I stood there and talked to him and realized I was hearing his thoughts. So you could have knocked me over with a feather, really. You know, there's, a, there's a, a very famous movie with Mel Gibson in it where he can hear all the, the, the females speaking, but they don't know. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's, that's me. That sounds exactly like you. That, that is incredible. Oh, yeah. Now, I've been, I watched on your homepage, Terry, a wonderful video compilation, I guess you'd call it, of all the people that you have helped. You know, everything from the opening uh -huh. where you're working with pets and then on to larger animals and then with pr uh, gold prospectors, which clearly we're very yeah. interested in here. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, even um, I think it was a gentleman who had had something wrong with his home or something going on there i'd love to talk a little bit about some of those experiences just to give the audience some context about the work you do well i really want to share with you first the i don't think these are gifts i think these are abilities that everybody is born with and we have them in childhood and and we get well-meaning parents that encourage us to shut them off they say either we have an overactive imagination or we're lying and, bo and both of us we can get in trouble for so I think we turn it off. Is that, is that intuition that you, you, you think? Well, of? it's intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. And clair just means clear. Clear. So, you know, we have clear knowing, clear feeling, clear seeing, and what did I forget? Did I say clear feeling? No, I think so. Okay. Um, and clear knowing. So, this. and intuition. So we have all of those, and we just shut them off so anybody can learn to do this, I believe. The only difference between somebody who is interested in this and me is that I've been at it over 30 years. So when so you're doing it all day. Of course, you have to hone your craft, don't you? Now, there's, I believe sure. in that 10,000 hour rule. I'm sure you've gone well <laughs> and above that. That's for sure and certain. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> now, I, uh, in, in part of the content that I saw is that you, you were approached by an individual and she mentioned that she was having some issues and you said it's because um, you um, are blocking this thought or something to that effect. How is it that this comes about for you? Is it a tingling? Is it just a thought that pops into your head? I'd just love to take people through the experience from your shoes. Well, I've actually developed seven steps to learn to do this. Right. And I now, because I've been at it so long and doing it all day, you know, six days a week now, mm -hmm. um, I can do those, all of those steps except the disconnect in, a, in about, you know, 30, 30 seconds or less. And so I'm always on, you know, I, I've, I forgot to have an off switch. <laughs> so, and so I do teach it. I do teach it. And when I do my classes, I, I do teach an off switch. It's really important because otherwise it can really um, sort of impact you uh, energetically and, and just become totally draining because you, you just look at somebody and know everything about them. And some of it's not good. And you could go your whole life without even wanting to know that stuff about them. I'd love to, if I could, Terry, um, if we could talk about, you know, the energy levels and how 
being at this, I guess, at the core of all of this and receiving all of this information, be it good, bad or indifferent, and whether or not you want it or not, I guess you get it all the time. What does a day look like for you? What does your routine include to help manage your energy levels? Um, it starts off with coffee. There has to be coffee first. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the first thing. <laughs> and then it's it's feeding the dogs, getting the horses' food inside the house ready, heading out, um, shoveling manure. I do yep. a lot of that. Yep. And then feeding the horses, cleaning the corrals, coming back in, and then starting my day with you know whatever appointments I have. I usually book at least six hours a day, and so I book in the morning and the evening, and keep the middle of the day for writing or running errands or whatever else I've got to do. And now, so I, I stay busy all the time. And if I have free minutes, that's when I start writing again. You know, I get back to my writing. So I, uh, I grew up on a farm and that was very therapeutic for me to get out there and either go rabbiting or ferreting or whatever you want to call it and then uh, dipping sheep. So I guess that's a, a good place for you. Is that where you find that you um, I can relax the most or is there no need for that? I, I, I love my horses and they're total goobers. I mean, they are just goofballs. <laughs> You know, we have halflingers, which are draft ponies. Yes. They come from the Tyrolean Alps. And not mine. Mine mine were already, I think mine were both born and raised here. But um, I just love them to pieces. And one of them, he bows and then he rears when he's waiting for his food. It's hysterical. <laughs> and, and the other one, she does your zippers on your jackets, does the Velcro on your gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and and then she has to give you a facial. She's uh, calling, she calls it kissing, but she's giving you a facial. That's uh, yeah, I've seen that in the video. I thought, wow, she's getting right in there. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my god, she's <laughs> terrible. Now, now I love to um, take a, a moment to, you know, you, when you approach your horses and any other pet that you have on your property, what do you hear them say to you? Uh, mine have me really well trained. You know, because they know I can hear them. And and so th- there's there's very few times when we're not together and or having a communication. You know, so and, and my horses are very demanding. My mare, the one I that you know, you saw me give me the facial. Oh, yeah. Um, she's she can be really downright rude where she will back into me so that I clean her udder. I mean back into me and, and raise her leg. So I will clean her under if it gets dirty. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, yeah. uh, you have a, a number of different titles. I'd love to, if we could, just step through them, then we'll start talking sure. about your books. Um, Horse Whisperer, is that essentially just an extension of what we've just talked about? It's the same thing. And that's what I love about this, Rick, is it's all the same thing. It's just picking up on energies. Yeah. Yep. You know, the energies are always there, but most people ignore them. So mm. it's just a matter of picking up on them. And, and anybody can train themselves, I believe, to, to be able to do it. And, oh, my goodness, it's fun. I guess you could uh, go more generic and say just pet whisperer generally, couldn't you? Yeah, but the thing is is that there's some pet or animal communicators, some people call them pet psychics, mm-hmm. and they don't do veterinary intuition, which is critical, and they also are not a veterinary medium. So I can communicate with animals that have passed, too. Wow. And, you know, along with people that have passed, which is so much fun. Oh, my goodness. My favorite things are talking with barrel horses, you know, barrel racing horses mm-hmm. and dead people. Those are my two favorite things. 
There is a, uh, a gentleman who has his own YouTube channel. He's very, very well known in the States. You may know of him. He speaks to the dead and he says, listen, uh, to your right, I have somebody coming through. So I believe it, it's, a, it's a male. And he says that, um, you know, he, he forgot to put his keys away the last time he left. Does this uh, make any sense to you? That's him communicating with somebody who has passed. Is that the sort of same thing that's happening with you? Oh, absolutely. Is that not scary? No, God, no, because here's the deal. We're only, we're we're 99% energy and only 1% physical. Yeah. So when we leave behind our little meat suits, we return (laughs) to being pure positive energy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everybody on the other side is absolutely, totally happy. And I get mad at other mediums that they actually go dumpster diving. And what they're doing is they're picking up on the negative energy garbage that a dead person or animal has left behind. And because it looks like, feels like, and sounds like the deceased, they assume it is the deceased. And, oh, they're stuck and they haven't crossed over. And and for $5,000, we might be able to get them to the other side. And, oh, there's such BS. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can only imagine some of the rubbish that comes through. Now, one thing that did pop to mind, Terry, is whether or not you can, and I presume you can, is uh, work remotely. I mean, uh, for example, I'm on the other side of the world. Can you work with people like that? Is it, is it a type of Reiki type of thing almost no, in a way? No, it's, it's not Reiki. It's just, it's just pure energy. And mm. I, w- I was so blessed to have two mentors when I started out, yeah. you know, a couple of years into it. And I was a mess. I mean, really, I was a mess. I thought I was all that in a bag of chips and, 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 um, you know, I, I was really a mess. And so yeah. these two gals, they really helped me to heal myself and to get out of my own way and to not have an ego because ego means easing God out mm. and, and to just listen for the information without judgment. And so there were no limits put on it. I mean, thank goodness for those because I'd want to call me four or five times a day saying, hey, can you look at this over the phone, right? Yeah. And And so... It, I just didn't think about, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm looking at a house that somebody's looking to buy in New Jersey, and I'm getting foundation issues, and I'm smelling mold, and I'm seeing plumbing and electrical issues, and I would share all that, and, and all of that was confirmed. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I guess it's made uh, your life a lot easier in some respects, personally. Yeah, because even when we, we bought our house less than two years ago, and when I looked at it in the in the listing on, I think it was one of their, you know, real estate websites. I went, yes. oh, I really like this. It's got lots of land, but it's got electrical problems and there's something wrong with the well. Right. And of course, then of course we paid for an inspection because I'm not going to tr- just trust my read. No. And there was, there was a hole in some of the casing in the well and there were some um, electrical plugs that weren't grounded and that was it it was other than that it was perfect it was perfect now i wonder um i, I hear a lot of times when people give readings um uh, they have cards now is that is that your thing or is that's just a bit out there what's the no, difference i'm making a face i always want to say no gimmicks just god yeah, because fantastic. you know this is universal energy and people call them tools and i just think why if you can develop your intuitive abilities and you already have a clientele. Why would you use something like that? You know, yeah. why would you use even a pendulum? Gimmicks and tool, toys yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And that's and what I like. It. That's what that's what came through to me because I do trust my own intuition. I, I, I take somebody from their, for their face value and I can quickly pick up whether or not this person's the real deal or not. And I think because I'm open to it, 
I, I guess my next question is that for those people that are working with you, I was thinking about this before the call, do they have to have a level of self-belief and be open to uh, suggestions and, and open to your work to be able to benefit from it? Not really. No. I'm just going to give them what I get. Whether they accept it or not is not up to me. Right. I mean, I always believe in that adage, what anyone thinks of me is none of my business. None of my business, yeah. Yeah. So, so it frees me up to where I get what I get without judgment and I share it where appropriate because there's a lot of times I get things and guidance immediately goes eh, duh, 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 yeah wait on yeah you know don't yep. share that don't share right? that now I, I I see a lot of different terminologies here and I wrote them down you have the whisperer the psychic the medium the shaman and no I'd psychic. Love to, hmm? no psychic no psychic no right okay I still so, use it I do Rick I do use it sometimes for pet psychic because it's shorter than saying animal communicator oh, animal, understood. Yep. animal medium and yep. veterinary intuitive that, that's a mouthful so yeah, if you okay. say pet psychic everybody goes oh talk to my dog you know yeah no I understand I think it's very important for the people that are on the call to get some context and thank you for clarifying that but yeah. in terms of uh, I guess shaman is it shaman or shaman, shaman. And, we say shaman shaman and how is that different to a medium or are they the same um, no, they're very different. I think uh, a medium, to me, only does communication with the deceased, either animals or humans or both. And I do both. It's really fun. And and a shaman, to me, is it means healer. Yeah. And so that's why I trademarked and copyrighted uh, cowgirl shaman because, you know, you think of a cowgirl, she's down to earth and messing with horses and, you know, just really down to earth. And then the you think of a shaman as working in the ethers. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I, I listened to this and, I, and, I, and I'm fascinated and I, I'd love to ask you about, you know, you talk about energy and you talk about being universal. Um, what is your uh, view on all the different energy centers throughout the body? Do they exist or are they? Oh, yeah. So how do you absolutely. work with those? Oh, absolutely. And if anybody wants energy healing instructions that includes a chakra, those are the chakras, this includes a chakra diagram and a medical intuitive handout to go chakra by chakra telling you, excuse me, what disease is in what part of your body. Mm. Um, I'm happy to send that to anybody, but you have to email me to, to request it. Now, there's a couple of other things that I don't know if you get into, but there's kinesiology, the eyes, and as well as um, like there's a, I remember going to a naturopath and he gave me these vials of oil and I was weak in one side of my body. My leg was weak and he put this vial of oil in my hand and all of a sudden this energy, this power came back to me simply because of what was made up in the, the oil and I could not believe it. Is that something that uh, you believe in and practice yourself or...? Uh, I really believe in that, and I always go uh, the natural route if I can. Yeah. Always, you know, yeah. homeopathics and and um, um, essential oils. Yes. I, I really try to, to to go natural, but of course, you know, if parts wear out, I just had my hip replaced you know, a couple months ago because it was more plumb out from getting on and off horses. <laughs> so, <laughs> it so was I, too it, much hard work. Now, um, what are some of the examples, if you don't mind, Terry, of emotionally charged diseases? Oh, goodness. Um, think about breast cancer, heart disease, lung mm -hmm. cancer. You know, anything that's in the, in the chest is going to be a heart chakra issue, heart energy right. center issue. And... I have found that most of those are are caused by unresolved grief and loss. 
you know, and you think about what we go through as humans and how many relationships we go through and how many, you know, marriages and divorces people go through or losing children, mm. disappointments, anything that can cause grief or loss can, can precipitate the, the body going, okay, well, you're not dealing with us, so we're going to make you sick. And it happens. I know this uh, from personal experience, as does every human being on this earth has suffered in some way, somewhere along the line. That's just the nature of the human condition, I, I, I suspect. But um, I have a tendency, as probably many others do, to suppress my hurts and push yes. them away. How right. do I know, how do you know, when I'm working with you, where that suppression is in my body? I, would, I would immediately see it, and then I would give you homework to do. Right. And, and what I have found is a really great way for people to get through that stuff is to write letters to those that have hurt them, and then you, you tell them off. And then you burn the letter while you say out loud, nobody's ever going to treat me like that again. And that's you taking your power back. I think most of disease is caused by being disempowered. Yeah. You know, we're born powerful. We've just come from source energy. We know we're here to create with our thoughts and our feelings. We're imbued with the creative energy in every cell in our body. Mm. And then little by little, people say, you can't because you're a girl, you're a boy, you're too stupid, you're too ugly, whatever. And by the time we hit puberty, we feel like crap. Yeah, no, that's wonderful insight because I remember, as I've seen in people around me, they get angry. That's a way that they discharge this negativity, this experience right. that they've had. Um, there's, there's obviously better ways to channel this. How do you work with somebody like that? Do you have ongoing sessions or what's, how does it work for you? For some of my clients, I've been doing life coaching with them for years. Right. And they sort of, I'm, I'm their go-to. I don't like to create dependencies, and I'll kick them in the butt if I think they're becoming dependent. <laughs> but, but if Fly they, by if yourself. They, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll want to run stuff past me. I'm, oh, I'm honored to help them. I'm, yeah. But I'm always about empowering them. Like, I go, well, what are you getting? <laughs> you know, they go, you don't want to tell me? No. What are you getting? I want you to trust your intuition on this one, because yeah. I'm hearing the answer already. And, you know, and they're, you know, they're hemming and hawing when they really already have the answer. It's funny because I think of uh, what you're saying and there are times where I sit there in silence and all of a sudden, I'm not talking, but I'll hear a word or a sentence or something that gives me a direction, if you like. Is that, is that intuition coming through? That's is that it. messages? That's, That's absolutely it. Yeah. And, and here's, the, here's why everybody misses it, Rick. And, and I don't know of anybody else that teaches this, which kind of frosts my pumpkin because... It is the most important part of doing this work and learning this work is as you're thinking of a question to the universe, your guides, whatever, whatever. you've already been sent the answer back. So you get about two words formulated in your brain and the answer's already been given to you. And if you complete your whole question or thought, you've totally missed it. You're going to sit there and hear crickets and think, oh, gosh, you know, this is no good. I can't do this. So a, com a conversation with your guides or guidance is going to be like this. Should I? Oh. What about? Oh. Do I? Oh. That fast you're going to get the answer. And yeah, so you right. have to learn to listen faster and know the universe already knows what you're going to ask. It, it's uh, the all-knowing, isn't it? And I, um, I know that uh, you, you're doing some work with uh, the uh, autistic and those who are suffering with dementia, Alzheimer's uh -huh. and the likes. Can you tell us a little bit about that work? Please. I, I call it intuitive communication hmm. because um, 
there's they're always there. They're still there. They're in there. They're in there. And a lot of people, especially when you you're dealing with Alzheimer's, and we have millions of people in the U.S. that have Alzheimer's, and they get to a point where they can't communicate or their communication doesn't make any sense. So what you can do is connect to their higher self and do all kinds of communication with their higher self. And I've gotten things like, oh, my God, they're feeding me peas. This lady didn't like peas. <laughs> totally nonverbal, you know, yeah. has Alzheimer's. But she got to the point where she couldn't object and there was, she was being hand fed and they were feeding her peas. And she hated peas. Like so peas. I got that message. Another lady <laughs> was like, you know, you used to bring me strawberry smoothies is what she told her daughter. And she quit doing it when her mom couldn't communicate anymore. And I said, your mom says you used to bring her strawberry smoothies. And she goes, oh, my gosh, you burst into tears. Oh, wow. Because she says, of all the things you could have gotten, that one is my mom. So, so she yeah. started bringing her raspberry smoothies, I mean, strawberry smoothies again. Do you find yourself um, avoiding busy places? Because if this is anything like I think it is for you, like we've talked about earlier, you must just get overwhelmed with all the inputs coming to you. Is it somehow you can regulate this? Um, yeah, I do, but I, I look like a person with poor self-esteem because, you know, my, eye, my, my eyes are always down. I do yeah. not make eye contact. And I've been in a grocery store where one of my friends will run their cart into me because I was not making eye contact. <laughs> so there was no way they were going to get my attention unless they ran their cart into me. So it's okay. been pretty funny. Now, I know that you are uh, um, a prolific writer. You love writing. You've got oh, a yeah. book and you've got another one coming. Could you share a little bit about your, um, your authorship work? I love writing. And, and I want to really share these abilities. And remember, they're not gifts. They're abilities. Abilities, yeah. everyone because it can really, really enrich your life and make your life safer and happier. And so the first book has been out, oh, God, over about a year and a half now. And that's um, um, The Cowgirl Shaman Way, Seven Easy Steps to Develop Your Intuitive Ability. And it goes through a lot of anecdotal stuff, and it's hilariously funny in places. And, and it, it teaches you those seven steps to develop your own ability. So the one that's at my editor right now, and he edits it and you know, uploads it to Amazon, uh, that one is called Intuitive Communication. And that one's going to appeal to... Uh, first responders and caregivers when they're having to deal with somebody who is nonverbal and non-communicative, even unconscious or in a coma. Yep. And and that that teaches them that instead of thinking, oh God, we've got a drunk on the street here, let's kick the crap out of him, they're gonna go, wait a minute, this feels like a medical condition to me. You know, let's let's see if we can you know, get some sugar in them or, you know, it's a diabetic thing. And they're, they're going to be able to, to look at the person differently uh, depending on what they're getting intuitively by communicating with that person. And then it, it can make end stage of life much more comfortable for people if, if they can, you know, really make their wishes known uh, to their loved ones and, and that they can get messages, you know, from their loved ones. To them, yeah. And, you know, looking looking at life and, and other people through a, a new perspective with fresh eyes, that's uh, what I'm taking from this. It sounds like a very, very interesting read. How long has it taken you to write this second book? It was pretty fast. Mm. It, 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 it was pretty fast. I mean, for me, I think it was eight or nine months. But I'm two-thirds done, two done with the medium book already. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. They come I, really wanna, I really want to get rid of all the BS that's out there about 
you know, when people get negative, they, they go dumpster diving and get negative stuff from people on the other side or, or tell someone, oh, they're stuck and haven't crossed over. That's total BS. It never happens. Mm. Everybody pops out of their body and goes, oh, that felt weird. And then they're, they're just full of piss and vinegar. They're just fine. <laughs> and nothing negative can go to the other side either. Yeah. So if you get anything negative in a medium reading, you better get the heck out of there. Because yep. they're, they're dump, that person that's trying to do the reading for you is dumpster diving. There's a saying I like to share. Um, you are the salt of the earth. You are um, doing some amazing work. And that's a real credit to you. And I've absolutely loved having you on the show. Now, just very briefly, if we could, uh, Terry, if we could learn a little bit about um, your website, what people will find on there, and where they are going to go to uh, purchase your books and connect with you. Um, my website is the best place to connect to me. I do have clients in Australia. I have barrel racers in Australia, and I've got my budgie lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> She's got budgies. Um, so I do. The hard thing for me is they have to figure out the time difference. Yep. That, that's, <laughs> I leave that up to them. <laughs> but, um, my, my website is www.terrijay.com. That's my name. Yep. And they can email me at terry at terryj.com. And there's all kinds of goodies on my website. There's a lot of videos. And, and if you want to have some fun, go to the press kit, which is in the upper right corner. And the last page of the press kit has um, all kinds of videos and podcasts. And, and it's got my, my pilot for my TV show and my sizzle reel for my TV show. And then it's uh, got a little uh, blurb of when I was on Fallon Taylor's um, uh, video. Fallon Taylor is a million-dollar barrel racer in the United States. Fantastic. And, uh, so I did a reading for her. It was really fun. Now, is that the same location? Presumably, you're going to be on Amazon if you're not already. Is that correct? Yeah, my books are. My book is on Amazon. The first one is on Amazon, but you yep. can also get it on my website. And um, um, if you get it on my website, I can autograph it for you. So Excellent. Well, look, anybody who's on the Yes, anybody who's on the show today, uh, if you've enjoyed what we've been talking about and, it, uh, and you connect with this and you want to learn more about Terry and her wonderful work, be it for yourself, your loved ones, your pets, your friends, whomever and wherever you are, definitely reach out to Terry at terryj.com. I will be making sure the links back to Terry and all of her wonderful content are available to you. No matter where you see the post, you will find a link back to Terry. And with that being said, Terry, it's been such a wonderful time spending some time with you on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. You, you've just been a, a, a great host. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.